Hello. Hi. It's Alex. It's Ryan. And Carly. Who is? Your new number one fan. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> back again. We had so much fun in the last episode. We had to bring her back. What do you got for us this week, Al? I have a crazy local story that is still unsolved. Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. Jason Jolkowski, who went by the nickname JJ, vanished seemingly into thin air from his home near 48th and Bedford Streets on June 13, 2001, from Omaha, Nebraska. Jason was mostly a typical Nebraska kid. He was born on June 24, 1981, and he was 19 years old when he disappeared. He worked at Fazoli's, which for people who don't know, is like a fast food pasta restaurant, which sounds kind of weird. It's faster than Noodles and Company. They have a drive-thru. But slower than Olive Garden. Yes. But almost equally dank breadsticks as Olive Garden. They're actually (laughs) pretty good. And Jason was an alumni of Omaha Benson High School, and he was attending Iowa Western Community College in Council Bluffs, Iowa, part-time, which is just over a bridge from Omaha. Jason also worked at 89.7 The River, which is Iowa Western's student-run radio station. He had a few close friends, but was described as pretty quiet by his mom, Jason had a mild learning disability that affected his speech and language. I couldn't find exactly what it was anywhere, though. They just listed it as a mild learning disability everywhere I saw. But he was very smart and was described as having above-average intelligence. And when Jason disappeared, he was supposed to be walking to Benson High School, where he had arranged with a female co-worker to be picked up at 11 a.m. for his shift at Fazoli's. Because his car was in the mechanics being worked on and he had been called into work early. Jason was home alone with his younger brother, Michael, who was 13 at the time while their parents were at work. Jason was last seen at about 1045 by his neighbor bringing in the trash cans that had been emptied earlier in the day, presumably leaving his house to go meet the coworker. Benson High School was about an eight-block walk from his house and should have taken him about 15 minutes or less to get there, which would put him at about 11 o'clock when he arranged with his coworker. And the coworker waited for Jason for about 15 minutes until they had to leave to get to work on time. Once she arrived to work at about 11.30, Jason's boss called his house and spoke to Michael, his brother, saying he never showed up to the high school for his ride or to work. The cameras at Benson High School were checked, but there was no sign of Jason anywhere on campus. He was last seen in a Chicago Cubs shirt or Sammy Sosa, not 100% sure because the only person that was home was his brother Michael. He was wearing black dress pants, black dress shoes, a Chicago Cubs hat, and carrying his red work Fazoli shirt. That was the first acknowledgement of Jason being missing was when his boss called And Jason's parents, Kelly and Jim, were under the impression that because he was a legal adult, 
they had to wait 24 hours to report him missing. No, 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 no. Which is not the case no, at all. No, for anyone ever listening to this, no. You can report somebody missing the instant you think they are missing. If somebody tells you, aka a police officer of any sort, at any level of the legal system, tells you that you can't, tell them no. And play them this podcast. And tell them that <laughs> I told you that you can report somebody missing right away. That is so awful and that's not true and i think maybe their confusion came because nebraska is one of i think two states that has an age of majority that is 19 instead of 18 right so i can see where they were kind of confused but that is absolutely not true those first 24 hours are absolutely crucial when it comes to people going missing it's what a lot of people that go that's why they have the show the first 48 because those first first few hours are uh the the most likely time that somebody who's missing will be found alive um and so I feel like I've heard that a million times over in true crime cases of people that more than more often than not it's not this situation where somebody like already thinks they can't but it's that they try to report them and they're told no yeah a lot of times it's in like smaller towns and it's like longer ago like 80s 90s and stuff so there's not so much you know it might not happen as much now but just in case you ever find yourself in a situation where you need to report somebody missing you can do it whenever the hell you want also the fact that he it was known that he had a mild learning disability yep he's technically an endangered adult yep um like i said he it wasn't super apparent but he did have problems with directions, mm. and if he were to just get lost, I mean, why wouldn't they want to find him right away? But there's more to that. So Kelly and Jim called all of his friends to see if they had spoken to him or seen him, but none of them had. And it actually took Omaha police an additional nine days <sighs> to start working on the case. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And they use the defense that he is an adult and he has the right to disappear for a few days. Oh, gross. That's that's it. That's the argument. That's what it always is. Or it's like somebody that's like a run, like... That maybe ran away like a long time ago. Like once or they're like, or they're just like a naughty teenager. So they assume they're a runaway and those kinds of things. Or because they're an adult, they're allowed to leave, which you are. But if it's un, if it's abnormal for you, if you didn't tell anyone, and especially if you go missing from an area that you are familiar with, regardless of if you have directional problems or not, if he lived, that's like. It was his high school too. is like half. Yeah, that's like half. Oh, that's not far at all. It's like five, six blocks from Benson yeah. High School. Yeah. So, yeah, there's n- he would have known where he was going if he had gone to high school there and lived there. It was eight blocks from his house. And it house. was the morning. It's not like it was, do- you know, yeah. there's there's reason to be worried. I looked at the Google Maps, and it's pretty much a straight shot from his house. So it took them those nine additional days, and Jason's family was really, really worried and knew it was super unlike him to just up and leave And they were very, very critical of the Omaha Police Department and felt like they didn't do their due diligence giving Jason the attention his case needed. And to this day, there's no evidence that any foul play was involved, but also none to prove that he just ran away. There's nothing. And Jason was actually set to start a new job as a DJ at another radio station just a week 
after he went missing. So not typical of someone that runs away or is planning to leave. To have something exciting lined up. Yeah, exactly. And his parents are quoted as saying he is too responsible to have left without warning and he was not having any problems at the time of his disappearance. He is a shy person who was not involved with drugs or alcohol and was close to his family at the time of his disappearance. Jason also has no known enemies. So no one that would have come after him. This is my worst nightmare. To be the victim of, of maybe it's not a murder, of a kidnapper, of a, of a murderer, of, you know, whoever, who is random. It's terrifying because there's nothing, like, if you, if you get captured by, let's say, in, in theory, a murderer, and they have, like, a really specific MO, and you fit that, but you can somehow, like, personalize yourself like you know what april does in Grey's anatomy when she talks to the shooter anyone yes, you see I know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. yeah carly's got me <laughs> uh well like the, you try to personalize yourself a little bit and make them know that you have details in a family and tell them about yourself it makes you more human to them maybe you could stop them or something but mm-hmm. if it's someone who literally is just picking you up to kill you and not because you specifically interest them you're screwed they're gonna kill you no matter what yeah they want to kill you just to kill someone and that's horrifying yeah exactly so he left 650 dollars in his bank account having no more than 60 dollars on his person so it's not like he could have gotten a plane ticket or i mean he could have gotten on a bus but people would have seen him was what month was it that he went missing june okay so it was pre 9 11 Mm -hmm. so he okay well in theory, that does make it a little bit more sound that he could have potentially run away because it was a little bit less... The security wasn't yeah, as tight. It wasn't yeah. quite as secure, but that just seems so unlikely. Still, like, his face was plastered, especially right. in Omaha. Like, yes, it's a bigger city, but... It's only so big. It's yeah. not that big. If you see someone and you've seen their face on the news, you're probably going to recognize yeah, them. Yeah. There has been no activity on his bank account since he disappeared. He had not deposited his last paycheck or used his phone. The car that was in the shop, which caused him to have to walk to Benson High School in the first place, was never picked up from the mechanics either. And despite their initial slacking, OPD checked their home, neighbors' homes, Jason's computer, and did searches including ground, helicopter, and infrared technology searching, all of which gave no further information. OPD Detective Jim Shield says, It is categorized as a missing persons case. We simply don't know and really hope for more tips. Since Jason disappeared 6,777 days ago, his parents have channeled their energy towards Project Jason, a nonprofit organization dedicated to assisting the families of missing people and publicizing missing persons cases. His mother also hosts retreats called Project Jason's Keys to Healing Retreat. Kelly has also won the Nebraska Governor's Points of Light Award and created Jason's Law, which is a law in Nebraska that created a state repository of information on missing persons. This is located on the Nebraska State Patrol website where you can search all missing people in Nebraska that have been reported. You can filter by name, even nicknames, age, race, gender, and the jurisdiction that they were reported missing in. That's amazing. 
yeah, I was kind of messing around with it when I was researching. And you can even just put in like female, just female or female age 16 or female from Omaha. You can do pretty much anything. You could just search people in Omaha. That is so cool. Yeah. I wish that could magically be something everywhere. Exactly. Kelly wrote in an open letter to her missing son, We waited and hoped that you'd walk in the door and that the whole awful event would be over, but that didn't happen. It feels as if it may never end and that we may have to wait for our life after this world to see you again. If you are still with us, you could be married and have children. You may have graduated from college and be pursuing a career. So many life events which normally happen with someone of your age may have passed by. We hope and pray that you haven't been cheated of the life you were meant to live. I know. So, what do you think happened? I think that he was the victim of somebody like that, that I was talking about before, somebody random. I don't think it's possible that he just ran away. Even if, even if he, even if like whatever the learning disability thing was, wasn't severe at all. Like say that it didn't affect him Mm -hmm. as much as it even said it did in the articles. Maybe they played that up even. Mm -hmm. Say that he's a totally 100% functioning grown adult. Mm -hmm. He's a grown adult and he's walking in the morning in an open, normal area which, where he's coming from, they're on the side of Benson High School that he would be, the direction he'd be coming from, there's a middle school on the other side of the block. Mm-hmm. So, like, he probably, like, he, there wasn't that, I can't picture that much, t- like, space that he would have been walking that he really would have been hidden anywhere or not literally, like, walking on a sidewalk in basically an open field mm-hmm. next to a big building. So, it's it's unfathomable to me that somebody could overpower a grown man and just take him out of nowhere all of a sudden like that in the in broad daylight, but I think that's more likely than him running away with maybe 60 bucks in 2001 when you... Uh, I don't think it's that easy. I don't think you could also, do that. Also, he was a big dude. He was six foot one and 165 pounds. Oh, okay. So it's not like someone could just pick him up and shove him in a van. I want... Man, that is crazy. I can't, Im- I can't imagine then what happened... In that scenario, then, if he's that big and stuff, how could somebody even just snatch him Do like you want to know what I think happened? Yes. So, I think that someone he knew, mm-hmm, maybe, like, a neighbor or just someone even he, like, remotely knew. Mm-hmm. Not, like, a close family friend, obviously. Um, saw him walking and was like, hey, do you need a ride? Mm-hmm. But, obviously, they had ill intentions or something happened. Um even an accident maybe mm-hmm. like that they just didn't want to confess to yeah and that's what happened i he's 38 years old now i mean the likelihood that he's just been hiding in plain sight for this long is just kind of impossible well and it just i mean there's anything could have happened it's possible that this could have happened but the likelihood of somebody who's, like, generally close with their family and, like, has a decent setup and a good life is doesn't do that. Yeah, They don't exactly. run away forever, know that their family is looking for them, know that everyone thinks they're dead, let the police put all these resources into it and stuff if there's no reason for them to run away to begin with. Exactly. There, I, there's no way. Yeah. 
Another video I watched, the lady who was covering the case is from Australia. So, obviously not someone local, but she basically said that it's possible that he was taken into sex trafficking, Mm. which I will say is a huge problem in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times people just kind of jump to that conclusion that anytime something like that happens, it's like, oh, it's sex trafficking. Yeah. When... It very well could have just been random and not sex trafficking. But the fact that they've never found any evidence. Yeah, that's weird. Is what makes me think it's very possible. That he didn't. I also feel like something about this, like a detail of the story that makes me think you're right, that he knew whoever it was that he got in the car with or whatever happened was that he was carrying his work shirt. He wasn't wearing it. So if somebody, like, grabbed him all of a sudden, they would have to think to pick up his shirt off the ground, which he surely would have dropped in a struggle, and get it, which maybe they did, but it seems a lot more likely to me that he still had the shirt in his hand and willingly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like he would have dropped it or there would have been something. That also proves that he wasn't running away. He was walking to Benson High School to get picked up for work. Yeah. If he was running away, he wouldn't have taken his work shirt. Yeah. True. He also he pr- wouldn't have arranged for this coworker to pick him up. I mean, maybe, maybe if you were thinking ahead, like I'm gonna run away, maybe I need to get like some sort of alibi for myself of making plans. But I guess. But again, I don't think thinking that deeply into it and going that far into it is characteristic. He also of this agreed to all. come into work yeah. early. Yeah. Like that S- just seems very sounds odd. like a very normal. Yeah. Normal thing, not expecting anything weird to happen. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. That's really sad, though. I hope that the family gets answers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, again, Jason was last seen in a white Chicago Cubs shirt or a Sammy Sosa t-shirt, black dress, plan- black dress pants, a blue Cubs hat, dress shoes, and was also carrying his red Fazoli shirt. He has brown hair, brown eyes, and was six foot one and 165 pounds at the time of his disappearance. He would be 38 years old now. And if you have any information that would assist Omaha police in finding Jason, call 402-444-5818. What number is that? The Omaha Police Department. Oh, okay. You could also call 402-444-7867, which is the Douglas County Crime Stoppers. Okay, yeah, that's sh- anonymous. Uh, yes, that if you're interested in it being anonymous. I assume you could call a police station and theoretically it would be anonymous, but... Crime Stoppers is guaranteed anonymous. Guaranteed anonymous. So if you have any information that you Either might like numbers. to contribute, give, give them a shout. It might help somebody be saved. Or found. Yeah. That's all for you guys. Bye. 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 (laughs) (laughs) This episode of That's Sus was researched, written, and hosted by myself, Alex Hughes, with co-hosting by Ryan Needles. All music, editing, and sound production was done by Michael Coffey. Our art was created by Carson Ghost.